Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Nuria Martinez-Keel. And I'm Dale Denwald. You're listening to The Source. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them. This week, Oklahoma's Pardon and Parole Board recommended Julius Jones's death sentence be commuted to life in prison with the possibility of parole. Commutation is recommended. It's the clearest victory yet for Jones's family and supporters who support his claim of innocence. But the family of the victim who Jones was convicted of killing say they are devastated. We sincerely hope that Governor Stitt will review this case and treat us more fairly than the criminal justice reformers on this board. Oklahoman reporters Josh Delaney and Jesse Christopher Smith covered the hearing and the reaction to the Pardon and Parole Board's long-awaited decision. They're joining us today on the podcast. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Monday's decision was a major victory for Julius Jones and his supporters, but it's not over yet. Josh, what happens next? Well, um, there are a couple of things happening. One is Governor Kevin Stitt will make an announcement uh, that he is commuting Julius Jones' sentence or he is uh, upholding his uh, death sentence. If it's commuted, it could be life in prison without the possibility of parole or life in prison with the possibility of parole. And of course, Jones' supporters would hope for uh, his release from prison uh, based on the amount of time uh, that he has already served. So that's what's going on on the governor's end. Uh, last month, the attorney general for Oklahoma, John O'Connor, asked the Oklahoma Court of Criminal Appeals to set execution dates for several death row inmates, one of them being Julius Jones, and uh, O'Connor seeking uh, an October 28th date for Jones's execution. So a lot of things are floating out there, a lot of decisions uh, that uh, will need to be uh, made uh, shortly, I presume. but that's, uh, th- those are the, the, the next steps. Jones was convicted of fatally shooting an Edmund insurance agent, Paul Howell, in 1999, and he received the death penalty in a 2002 trial. Why did the Pardon and Parole Board members say a commutation to life with the possibility of parole was appropriate for this case? The main reason given by Chairman Adam Luck was that he had too many doubts about the case. Of course, at the meeting on Monday, there was a lot of rehashing of the case. Uh, Both sides had about, well, the the family of Paul Howell, the victim, spoke for 30 minutes, and then 
a prosecutor uh, spoke and then a defense attorney for Jones uh, spoke and each of those uh, groups or representatives had about a half hour to speak. The defense brought up uh, some issues that have been uh, common in the arguments to have Jones's sentence commuted, uh, questions about uh, DNA found on a red bandana. Uh, the prosecutors say that that clearly ties Jones uh, to the murder based on DNA evidence. The defense says that the DNA was highly degraded on that bandana. A partial major profile consisting of seven out of 21 examined genetic markers was determined to be one from which Julius's profile could not be excluded. That is scientifically insufficient to identify Mr. Jones as one of the contributors. They question what they say are some systemic racial issues during the trial that Jones didn't get adequate counsel, uh, that his attorneys were under-resourced, overworked, that a um, that some witnesses were um, confidential informants for the uh, prosecutors and investigators, and that um, another gentleman involved in the case who got a deal uh, is is actually Paul Howe's murderer, and had confessed such to. Uh, other people that were behind bars. Of course, the prosecution says these are not reliable witnesses. Uh, these are criminals. These are felons. That Julius Jones was, uh, in the days leading up to Paul Howe's murder, was growing more and more violent in his crimes uh, with carjackings leading up to that. He was a young man who had been involved in a long escalating process of criminal violence. Every bit of what he was doing was criminally violent. The, the, the Monday meeting was really a retelling of both sides of the issue and the three panel members that voted in favor of uh, Julius Jones' sentence being commuted expressed uh, all, all of these doubts that have uh, popped up uh, surrounding the, the case. I cannot ignore those doubts, especially when the stakes are life and death. For this reason, my vote is yes, and I recommend commuting the sentence to life with the possibility of parole. The prosecutors will say this is a media and celebrity-driven campaign to free a guilty man. Is this justice in Oklahoma? No. Maybe this is justice in California and George Soros's world, but this is not the justice system in Oklahoma. And the, the folks that are supporting this commutation have not studied the case, have not looked at uh, the transcript. They've not considered whether or not Julius Jones was actually home the night of Paul Howe's murder, uh, that he, that his uh, defense attorneys initially said uh, that he wasn't home. And now Jones and his family are saying, yes, he was home. Uh, so it was a lot of re recounting of uh, the facts and the disputed facts of the case. And the, the pardon and parole board members that voted in favor of his commutation simply said they, they just had too many doubts. Jesse, you spent the day with the Jones family and his supporters. Were they confident going into the hearing that the board would take their side? Yes, I, I would say it was more a 50-50 uh, feeling and emotion going into it. Um, 
I was across the street from the parole board hearing. I was with supporters and advocates of Jones in the uh, evangelistic uh, Church of Christ parking lot um, right across from where the parole board hearing was being held. Um, pretty much everyone there was hopeful. Um, everyone I talked to there said they were hopeful, but also very anxious. I, I remember someone telling me that they felt that the uh, the deck was stacked against them and had historically been stacked against them, but that they remained hopeful. Jesse, there seemed to be deeply felt emotions, not just from Jones's family, but among the people who were supporting him. How would you describe the response you witnessed from that group after the board vote? Oh, um, I must say it was incredible to witness. Um, I remember as the vote was happening, everyone got on one knee, um, almost as if to pray, and uh, just waited hand in hand, um, arm in arm, waiting for the decisive vote. And I remember when we got to the point, I believe where it was two out of four, um, everyone just started rejoicing and clapping and applauding. Some people started tearing up. Um, some people started hugging each other, but there was definitely a, a, a finally a feeling of triumph uh, among the supporters. Uh, I think this was a uh, definitely a big moment for the advocates of Jones. Um, Justice for Julius, um, the directors and organizers were definitely um, very happy with the with the with the vote. Now let's touch a bit on the the, the movement here that you're talking about. Much of the reporting on this has focused on Julius Jones's fight for clemency and his claims of innocence. But the victim's brother, Brian, described feeling like he's David, battling the Goliath of a public relations campaign that is the Justice for Julius movement. How did Jones's supporters respond to the grief uh, and, and comments made during this hearing by Howell's family? Yes, um, it, it's great that you mentioned that because Jones's supporters, every single one of them, wanted to make it very clear to me um, that their celebration of a possible commutation of Jones's uh, sentence did not mean that they were dismissive of the pain that the Howe family was feeling. I've thought about this day for a really long time, and I thought, and I've always known that my good day would be somebody else's bad day. Um, it's really, it's really my sincere heart that this campaign has never intended to wound anyone. It has never intended to um, perpetuate more trauma on the victim's family. I remember um, Madeline Jones, uh, the mother of Julius Jones, um, kept repeating, kept reiterating that today was a step forward, but that they had a few more to make. And uh, one of those was healing healing for both her family um, because of what she felt was an injustice uh, done to her son and to her family, but also to the, also a healing for the Howe family. Um, I think she said that she prays for them just as much as she prays for her own family um, because they lost a father. And so everyone else as well on Jones's side, including many other active organizers, um, uh, J.B. Williams, uh, especially, I remember being there as well. I remember him saying, um, we don't want anyone to feel like this is an attack on the Howe family because of the way that this has been organized and directed. 
we simply want justice for Jones because we don't feel like he should die because we feel he is innocent. Um, but it did not mean that they did not want justice for the Howe family. It did not mean that they they did not want to see um, the actual killer, at least to them, um, behind bars to see justice. They just did not believe Jones deserved to die. Um, so that was reiterated to me often. Yeah, it's it's so fascinating to see that movement. Um, it, it did seem almost Goliath-like and, and that a million people signed a petition Supporting his release, he had major celebrities like Kim Kardashian uh, who, who vi- visited him in prison and, and vocally supported his his release. Um, it, but members of the Howell family uh, spoke at that commutation hearing as well. Um, why did they say that Jones' death sentence should remain the same? They believe that that, that would be justice in this case, that Julius Jones... Uh, took the life of Paul Howe, and justice would be served only if Julius Jones uh, is um, executed. Um, One of uh, Paul Howe's daughters spoke. She said that when, uh, during the, the night of the shooting, she looked out the window and saw Julius Jones walking by the car. She waved at him because she was a child. That's what innocent children do. And the next thing she heard was a gunshot, and she saw her father's head uh, snap to the side. Then Paul Howe's sister said she tried to rush the girls into the house. She saw Julius Jones. He yelled uh, for them to stop and then shot again. The next time I went outside, my mother was cradled over Paul saying, please be alive, please be alive. She asked me if Paul had a pulse, and I told her he did, but I knew he was already gone. The panic on my parents' face that night still haunts me to this day. So you have a little girl at the time, you have Paul Howe's sister at the time, both saying that they saw Julius Jones, that that he did this, and that's what justice would mean for them. And they are angry at this... Uh, movement to commute the sentence of who they believe to be uh, a a murderer. We don't rep- we don't have a represent justice, which is a California 501c3 on our side, but we do have the truth. The, and the truth is that 12 jurors found Julius Jones guilty of the murder of Paul Howe, and the courts have reviewed this case and that conviction and affirmed it for the last 18 years. Thank you. They did call it a, a David and Goliath situation. They, they, we've had uh, people like Kim Kardashian, uh, Russell Westbrook, Baker Mayfield, uh, lots of people coming out in support of Julius Jones's commutation and very little, if any, uh, consideration for the uh, family of, of Paul Howell. They, they believe this is just uh, one lie after another that has somehow spun into one of the greatest PR campaigns um, ever. And um, they're, they're pretty angry about it. They, they expressed a lot of anger over that, that the, 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 the campaign to commute Julius Jones's sentence. Um, one of Paul Howe's daughters who, who spoke, 
she spent a lot of time talking about her dad and um, how close she was with him and how he was a family man and and a great guy and how much she, you know, obviously missed him growing up and all the important dates uh, he's missed in, in her life and in the life of her sister. I should say, too, uh, it was surreal to watch this hearing and to see the family and supporters of Julius Jones sitting uh, about three feet across from the Howell family and um, their supporters and their friends that um, they have not been ever been that close as far as I'm aware of. So, but the hearing went on without much, um, I mean, no, no disruptions at all. No, no back and forth as can happen in some of these uh, high profile cases when you get two sides in the same room. So um, they're pretty upset at the, at the celebrity driven aspect of the, uh, of, of the uh, commutation movement. Now, this question is a, a two-parter for uh, for Josh and Jesse. This decision now rests in the governor's hands. Governor Stitt um, has appointed most of the pardon and parole board, and he has appointed Oklahoma's attorney general. Now, both of them are independent entities, um, but uh, it's, it's interesting that um, the pardon and parole board uh, mostly appointed by Stitt, um, voted for recommending commutation, and Stitt's attorney general has tried to set an execution date. For Josh, is there any indication yet from the governor what he will decide? And and Jesse, does Jones's family seem optimistic that they'll get a favorable decision from the governor? The governor's office came out with a statement immediately after the decision. Uh, This was through his press people. And they simply said that Governor Stitt um, takes his role in the process uh, seriously, and he's going to carefully consider the Pardon and Parole Board's recommendation. Um, He's not going to have any further comment until uh, he makes a decision. So, the governor's office has kept his his thinking on this pretty pretty close to the best. I think that the Justice for Julius movement and the rest of the Jones family are cautiously optimistic. Um, like Josh was saying, the ultimate decision is in the hands of the governor. Um, I remember hearing uh, Madeline Jones, uh, Jones's mother. Uh, specifically say um, when she was asked by other reporters um, if she was optimistic about um, Governor Stitt's decision making she said verbatim um, I love him and I know that he's going to do it right is what she said and so it, it sounds to me like she's 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 aware of the political reality of, of what all is going on here at this moment um, this was already a very difficult thing to pull off um, as far as, you know, this parole board hearing and the possible commutation. I think she and the rest of Jones's supporters and friends and family, again, are going to lean very heavily on the governor in every way that they can. Again, through, through the use of PR, through the use of um, um, other grassroots energy. I know that there were also other um, uh, social justice movements that were in the parking lot with them. 
Um, I know that there was also a death penalty action, uh, a capital punishment abolition group that was also there. Um, I, I know that they intend to lean heavily on the governor's office to um, to uphold the the decision of the parole board, and I I think that. I think that everyone in that parking lot and everyone at that church was telling me that they do not intend this to be an attack. They have no intention of like harassing the governor. Um, they are going to do everything they they can ethically and morally speaking to uh, persuade the governor to make the right decision in their minds. Um, and so that is the what I took away from it. Well, thank you both for joining us today here on the podcast. And to our listeners, thank you again for joining us this week. This podcast is possible because of the Oklahoman subscribers. We encourage you to subscribe if you can. Now you can read these stories and more every day in the Oklahoman and at Oklahoman.com. Check back next Friday for a new episode.